Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Each of these wrestlers all undoubtedly once give a damn about this business and were happy and willing to put their bodies on the line for your entertainment. Then, for a whole host of reasons, they just weren't. So join me, Gareth, from What Culture Wrestling, as we take a closer look at exactly why these 10 wrestlers lost all passion for the business. Number 10, Wade Barrett. The 2010s were chaotic. More than happy to just rely on John Cena as his top draw and company ambassador, Vince McMahon had neither the talent nor the inclination to tell intricate, rewarding stories and get behind his characters. It was also drab and meaningless. And then it became insulting. You were told that a character wasn't worth a damn, but then were told this wrestler has a new entrance theme, a new rose, crown, or gavel, and they've just won a couple of TV matches. Invest in them immediately. When the fans did not do that, the new gimmick cycle began anew. This, of course, describes Wade Barrett, yet another WWE wrestler of that era who won multiple mid-card championships that nobody would ever get the order of. Go on, go and try, I bet you can't. Speaking to Sports Illustrated in 2016, Barrett, who voluntarily left WWE the year prior, was very much disenchanted, explaining how, after making repeated attempts to change his character trajectory and having those efforts turned down, his passion for playing the role of a WWE superstar went away. Thankfully, his passion for being a pretty stellar commentator remains. Number 9. Dustin Rhodes Under Vince McMahon, WWE largely did not want to book old people as, well, old people. Vince didn't feel his products would feel hip and fresh if a wrestler had a streak of grey in their beard. Just ask Champa. He held such an aversion to the ageing process in general that he apparently ordered his backstage producers to dye their beards too. This is why he barely booked Goldust for too long after his mid-2010s renaissance. Dustin Rhodes was old, you see. And even though this actually opened up a wealth of narrative opportunities, which AEW later explored to poignant effect, this isn't a strand of storytelling that Vince held much interest in. Dustin, shelved by 2018, was devastated. He felt worthless telling AEW Unrestricted in 2020 that when another company who doesn't value you at all, and you're sitting there knowing you have so much more to offer, you kind of lose your passion. And for the first time in my 31 years, I lost my passion for the wrestling business. Number 8, Carlito. The landscape through which Carlito emerged was barren, and as such it didn't take a lot for fans to latch onto a new act if they boasted something that set them apart from the laughably robotic talent 
Chest Muscle Monsters that John Laurinaitis hired to pop Vince McMahon. Stardom was thus projected onto Carlito, who was small enough to escape hardcore fan size bias and boasted a laid-back, unflappable demeanor and a resting screen presence. As it transpired, though, he was more detached than anything else. He wasn't great in the ring, he was good, and at one point showed immense promise as an athletic heel who could thread his stuff together very well. But he didn't build on that which came naturally to him. And that is because, per Jim Ross talking on his Grilling JR podcast in 2021, he was only a Hall of Famer in between the sheets. Yes, Carlito was a womanizer, more interested in the recreational activity that fame affords than working the main event of WrestleMania. Do you think Carlito will be a hit this time around should he return to WWE in the coming months? Well, let me know in the comments section below, my friends. Number 7, Michelle McCool. This entry may scan as a bit strange. Michelle McCool makes an annual cameo appearance at the Royal Rumble as an ageless performer who still looks the part. In her actual prime, Michelle McCool enjoyed a more respectable career than most women's wrestlers in WWE before the marketing division thought it was a good idea to push them for the optics in the mid-2010s. She successfully reached a lower ceiling than the live crowd's interest in a Triple H match at WrestleMania, but that was never good enough. Who could be satisfied with such a theoretical level of praise? Certainly not McCool, who was once bollocked backstage for working a match that was too good and threatened to overshadow the men. She told Lillian Garcia on an edition of Chasing Glory in 2019 that she retired because she didn't want to resent something that she grew up loving so much. What a damn shame. Number 6, Alexander Wolf. Alexander Wolf enjoys the distinction of working the best WWE produced modern war games match. Beyond that great TakeOver 2017 bout though, Sanity failed to really get over. The act was too desperate an attempt to make a collection of wrestlers feel disturbed and unhinged. They just felt contrived. And there's little less appealing than watching somebody pretending to be crazy. Speaking to Chris Van Vliet in 2021, while showing his gratitude to the NXT coaching staff, Wolf revealed that he lost his passion for the business. He said that plans going awry during the COVID-19 pandemic was a passion killer, but also revealed that his dire stint on the main roster hardly helped his love of it. In his words, what I think is their fault is making empty promises, especially during my time at SmackDown. They made a lot of unrealistic promises which never happened. Wolf also alleged that a figure not named directly would call him the S-word, only for that person to deny it. He said this was unprofessional. That's one way of putting it. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. 
Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Number 5, Athena. All Elite Wrestling has lost its way somewhat. It's difficult to invest in such a bloated and often unfocused roster. The intricate spiderweb booking of something like the Elite's Gold Run in 2021 no longer exists, and the booking feels disjointed and uneven as a result. The old thrill of watching an ex-WWE performer become every bit as great as the fans knew they could be has also faded. Athena is actually doing exactly that though, only in the abyss that is the Ring of Honor slash YouTube universe, so it barely counts really. The change in her is staggering. She was a complete geek as a babyface in NXT and a rather cringeworthy promo. A stiff, smarmy bully with an ability to work as if she's fueled by hatred. Her matches are wrestled with a believable, compelling intensity now. She's in her damn element. And if she appears to be a different person, well, she is. She cares about what she's doing now. She didn't towards the end of her WWE tenure. On some level, yeah, I feel like the passion was sucked out. She told Steve Fall on NBC Sports last year. Possibly because she was told she had to dress sexy when she was a killer pro wrestler cast as a total dork. Number 4, Heath Slater. Heath Slater enjoyed a decent WWE career, all things considered. Never their idea of a headliner, he did well given the atrocities that WWE passed for fiction in his era to have gotten himself over in various storylines. His braying, obnoxious idiot was the perfect character to play against the returning legends ahead of and at Raw 1000. Earnestly good and so bad it's good simultaneously, he later connected with fans on a sentimental level when teaming with Rhino in one of those rare happenstance storylines where something improbable clicks and WWE actually goes with it. And now, what a world. Speaking to Chasing Glory with Lillian Garcia in 2020, Slater revealed that he was never actually happy with his lot though. He arrived on the main roster as part of the Nexus, around which the entire promotion was focused for much of 2010. So perhaps his expectations were raised a bit. Besides me and Rhino winning the tag titles, which was an awesome little run, I have been so burned out and just not even really caring, were his rather sad words to Lillian. We cared, Heath. We cared. Number 3, Sting. In his incredibly moving Players' Tribune article, Sting described the scene in which he rappelled from a helicopter to thwart the New World Order. It was the sort of incredible location-specific booking with which AEW burst into what may well have been its peak early in 2020. There was no roof nor rafters at the outdoor beach club, which was stressed by the commentary team in order to put the swerve over. Sting described the exhilaration of the moment wonderfully, before adding a swerve of his own. He felt nothing but total misery. He was an addict far more concerned about his next fix than winning a title. Outside of working hours, he was ingesting a near-lethal cocktail of painkillers, muscle relaxers, and booze, and was so dependent on opioids that cleaning up his lifestyle was unthinkable. It is also unthinkable that a very wealthy 63-year-old who willingly performs balcony dives could possibly have lost his passion for wrestling. But that is what addiction entails. It is all-consuming 
timing. Number 2, Bret Hart. Studded with the odd hidden gem, Bret Hart's WCW run was broadly a bit of a disaster. The hottest wrestler on the planet also happened to be the very best. And WCW debuted him as a referee instead of simply waiting and ramping up the anticipation ahead of his first appearance. Sucked into the terrible mandatory vortex of the fading NWO, Hart never recovered. That's not entirely true actually. Sold out 1998 was heavily built around his match with Ric Flair, and he generated a very impressive 380,000 buys. That number dwarfed every other WCW pay-per-view ever, with the exceptions of Halloween Havoc and Starcade 97. Evidently there was money to be made with Brett. WCW being incompetent did not make much more. He became an associate of the NWO in 1998, a quickly retconned short-term plan, and spent the summer trading the United States title. Goldberg was far hotter in WCW's defense, but Hart wasn't compensated with decent creative. His character was unfocused. His matches were dragged down with constant numbing carny activity, while Hart, when speaking to Inside the Ropes in October 2019, was adamant that he did give them 100% every night that he worked. He also told the ringer that he wished he'd never left the WWF, and frankly, his body language throughout his tenure told that story. Number 1, John Moxley. As Dean Ambrose, John Moxley was thoroughly miserable by the end of 2018. He was miserable at the prospect of returning. He had a spark of an idea of a new wrestling style he wished to debut. The violent grapple warrior influenced approach he introduced to awesome effect last year, but realized that he would never be able to do it in WWE. As he rehabbed his elbow injury, he watched live concert DVDs and again felt a twinge of sadness and work dread. Watching frontmen control the crowds made him jealous. He knew that he had to follow a script when he next had a microphone in his hand. Even Ambrose, a man grimly aware that WWE was a wacky fake feeling promotion that he was above, couldn't know just how bad those scripts would be. He turned on Seth Rollins after Roman Reigns suffered a real-life recurrence of his leukemia diagnosis, and was told to say that God had it out for him. This disgusted him, as did, in the dumbest storyline ever handed to a top star, the odour emanating from the audience. The vermin smelled so bad that he had to wear a gas mask. They were so diseased that he had to inoculate himself from them. Mean-spirited and stupid. This was the nadir of his entire run, and he once had to squirt mustard on people. He was a wacky guy. He was also despondent, recounting to Chris Jericho on the most infamous podcast since 2014 that it's like they take wrestling away from you. Promos used to be my favourite part of wrestling. I loved them. They ended up becoming my least favourite part, the part I dread, because it's not me coming up with ideas and coming up with a way to hook you into our story. It's me trying to not look like an idiot. And what happened when this front man was finally allowed to really strut his stuff? Mox happened. That's what. And that's our list. Know of any other wrestlers who lost all passion for the business? Let us know all about them in the comment section right down below and don't forget to like, share and click on that subscribe button while you're down there. Also, if you're into this sort of stuff, then please head on over to whatculture.com and find some more fantastic articles just like the one this video you're watching right now is based on. I've been Gareth from What Culture Wrestling. Cheers for stopping by today and hopefully we'll see you again very soon. See you later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.